For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself back at us. And this is the podcast for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster. You are officially the podcastees. And this is officially the mascot. For this Monday morning mayhem, how does that sound anyway? Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we were in uh, Kona over the weekend, Kona, Hawaii, and also in Hilo, Hawaii over the weekend. Uh, very, oh, very nice ports of call. Hawaii is absolutely gorgeous. But I will, I have to tell you, you know, I uh, grew up in New Jersey. I lived in Southwest Florida for a few years. And as much as I enjoyed Kona, we were at a on-the-water restaurant called On the Rocks because it was On the Rocks, and we had uh, some pizza, and it was all well and good, and the waves were crashing in. There's not a hell of a lot of difference between that and Sarasota, Florida, San Albert Island, Florida. Hawaii is wonderful, but it's a long way to go if you live in Florida to go to Hawaii. Uh, if you live in California, not so bad, but five days at sea, I'm not knocking Hawaii. It's very nice. But having been all over the world, eh, water's water. You know, uh, the difference between the Pacific Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico is not much. Maybe more waves in the Pacific Ocean than the Gulf. East coast of Florida, more like Hawaii. We're going to be heading to the South Pacific, French Polynesia. The water's a little bluer. That's about all you can say about it. It's a little bluer. And then on down to Seychelles and Mal and those places. And maybe there's more to look at under the water. Again, I'm not knocking. Yes, I am. Anyway, people, Hawaii, whatever. Had a very nice lunch, though. It was very good. Uh, Hilo, well, Hilo, we're in a commercial port. You have to go on a bus to go somewhere. So, uh, hello, Hilo. Didn't go anywhere. Bringing up the date on what's happening with this cruise, I already have two shows done, two down, one to go, and the audiences have been very, very nice. I now switch hats, change hats, and I will become a comedy instructor for 11 guests who have signed up to learn to do stand-up comedy. And this is kind of ridiculous. You can't learn it in like three visits, but they only have to put together six minutes and we'll see how that goes. And my play, Tales from the Laundry Room, and a lot of stuff going on. But that's not why you're listening. Although some people, they are interested in what is happening out here on the beautiful Oceana Insignia as I try to desperately stay on brand. Prayers for our military, men and women, and whatever you declare yourselves to be. Also, uh, Israel and uh, Ukraine. Uh, there's uh, there's problems everywhere. Royal Caribbean announced they were canceling, uh, adjusting itineraries to two of their ships that would have been going through the Red Sea. According to Royal Caribbean, our global security team continues to closely monitor the situation in the region and will make additional changes as required. They also went on to say they don't think this will have any impact 
on the multi-billion dollar industry. I have no idea where their head is to say that. That I don't understand when you make those statements. They're, no, you, it, it's affecting the industry greatly. World cruises are affected. Guests are disappointed. People are afraid to get on airplanes. You have conflicts going on everywhere. Thanks to the, well, I'm not going to go get political. I will say, for once, I agree with Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Somebody said to me, I like when you go political. I'm kidding. He's not sleeping. Well, he's dozing. He's dozing on the beach somewhere. Running the, uh, doesn't matter. I do agree with their approach to the hooties. That. As one of their uh, talking heads said, uh, this is an attack on the entire global economy and the world is standing up and saying they won't tolerate it. What the hell are you talking about? What part of the world? It's the United States and the United Kingdom and the rest of the people. Where are the French? Where are the Germans? Where is everybody else waiting for us to do it? And the Canadians brought donuts. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Papa Handsome. They brought donuts and crawlers and a couple of bagels. They were involved, but we got to start kicking some ass. Enough already. And it is affecting the industry. Don't tell me it's not. I'm in the industry. You're in an office somewhere, somewhere in California or Miami. Disconnected? Just a lot. Just a lot. Stay on brand. Wash your hands, wash them off, and I couldn't find a COVID or a norovirus outbreak. I'm grateful for that. Wash your bottle. You know about that? I'm your first-time listener because I do pimp the program, and I know I sound angry. I shouldn't. I'm in a good mood. I'm in Hawaii. I'm getting paid. Life is good. Forget about it. Everything, nothing, I'm, it's not affecting me. I almost feel like I can work short side somewhere. Oh, no, I don't think that's affecting uh, the industry at all. Are you serious? Every major cruise line is adjusting itineraries. That costs you money, and you have very unhappy guests, but it's not your fault. Anyway, happy birthday. I had some choices today, only two. Steve Perry from Journey. I didn't see that going for this group. He had that Bill Clinton song, Don't Stop Believing," which he used every time Hillary caught him. Uh, it was basically Stop Believing" what you're reading there, Hillary. I didn't do it. Uh, anyway, I went with this guy. A very, very short career. Uh, cut short by three bullets to the chest, actually. Darling, you The great Sam Cooke. Go ahead and get up and dance now. Darling, you send me honest to Beautiful tune. Beautiful tune. Puts me in a better mood already. You know, I was curious about this. You know, I know he died at the age of 33. He was killed at a motel. Uh, and... Uh, there's a whole story behind it. They've done documentaries on it. I'm not going to get into it, but I thought it was a, I thought it was an angry woman, but it was an angry motel owner that put three shots in him. According to the story, he was a little crazy when it happened. Who knows? I wasn't there. It was a long time ago, but he left us with a legacy of uh, Twisting the Night Away and You Send Me and lots of great tunes. The saga of Boeing continues. Now, this has to do with Saturday Night Live. I... Do not watch SNL, partly because I'm never home and partly because I never find it very funny. But I did get an email, uh, a link to an ad. They, they put a fake ad on SNL Saturday night making fun of the Alaska Airlines plane where the door popped off. But basically, they're making fun of uh, they're making fun of Boeing and Boeing's. I don't know if I know it. The show tonight before last, 
I mentioned to our guests that we were going to have an extra speaker on board, an O-Life speaker, a last-minute addition to our schedule of very, very, very good speakers. And this gentleman, I said uh, recently, well, he was the quality control manager for Boeing. <laughs> he has a lot of time on his hands now, so he decided to take a cruise. So uh, he'll be... Uh, I think actually people believe me at first. They said, no, it's a joke. So they ran this fake commercial about Alaska Airlines, and it was pretty funny. Um, and some of the lines in there were, on other lines, you watch movies. But in Alaska, you're in the movie. And then they showed a clip of like an Irwin Allen plane crash. If you think Alaska, the state is cold, wait till, you, wait till our plane's roof rips off. <laughs> Yeah, one guy said, you know these, those bolts like that hold the plane together? We're going to go ahead and tight some of those. This was well done, but understand something. They have a lot of writers on SNL, and they don't have a drinking problem like I do. Uh, one of the other things they said is people ask me where the emergency exits are, and I'm like, they're there, there, and in 10 minutes, there's probably going to be one there. More bad news for Boeing, but it's not Boeing. The plane was Boeing, but the engine is not Boeing, the engine is probably Rolls-Royce or another company. Atlas Air 747, one of those big mothers, uh, took off from Miami, barely got in the air when one of the engines caught fire, and it was streaking across the Miami skyline on fire. God bless Boeing. They're trying. Uh, now they have to inspect everything. They'll have to inspect the engines, too, not just the nuts and the bolts and whatever else they put together. Now that plane immediately turned around and declared an emergency and landed. It was a cargo plane, not a passenger plane, but it's not it's not good for Boeing right now. It's a every day is Monday for Boeing. You know how this is Monday. You know how you just you feel it? I don't feel it yet. I the rhythm hasn't kicked in. Maybe a bit later. There's a new sheriff in town. That's at CLIA, the Cruise Line Industry Association. Let me educate the first-time listeners to this soon-to-be award-winning podcast. The Cruise Line Industry Association is the organization whose mission is to promote the cruise industry. And in some cases, they should defend it. I've made this statement more than once here. They are the worst. And during the pandemic, they were worse than worse. They were the worst. They didn't do anything. And every cruise line contributes to the Cruise Line Industry Association to promote the industry, which which is unbelievable to me because, again, I've mentioned this before, uh, 31.5 million people took a cruise in 2023. That is Europe, North America, U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Those are the member uh, countries, so to speak. 31.5 million people. Would you like to take a guess how many people came to Orlando? 74 million people came to Orlando. And they had a choice. Half of those people probably lived in Florida. They had the choice of going on a cruise out of Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa, Port Canaveral. And they said, the hell with it. We're going to go pay $14 for a turkey leg. Clea needs to do a little work. And guess what? Guess what they're involved in now? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. I'm not playing a whole damn song. So the new chairman of CLIA is the boss at uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, Jason Liberty. He's taking over for Francisco Vago. He came from MSC. You know who that is. Uh, the one that believes. In fact, they actually uh, referred to him as the, um, he leaned towards sustainability. <laughs> yeah. He leaned heavily into sustainability initiatives. That's Pierre Frescovago. He leaned left, way left. Uh, 
In fact, I didn't have it in front of me. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, my friend, I won't, I won't name him in case anybody listens that's on board and they want to seek him out. He sent me a list of all of the things that were going to happen to the environment in the last 40 years, one after another. Every doomsday uh, uh, quote from people, uh, if you don't, you know, 1959, this was going to happen, never happened. You know how it is. The people, the doomsday people. But anyway, Jason Liberty now is the uh, chairman of, of CLIA. He doesn't run it. He's the overseer. Uh, a woman named Kelly Craighead, Craighead is in charge. And I just don't, I'm not a fan of them. I don't see how they're doing anything to promote this industry. They anticipate this year, 35 million people are expected to sail. You know, last year, if they had 31.5 million, 3.5 million came to cruising because of Carnival. Carnival Corporation, they, they drew new people in. They really didn't have to get their stuff together. They need to talk to the guru. There's so many reasons why this business is not expanding the way they want, and they just keep remining, just going for the same people, brochure. I have, I, when I get home, I will have brochures from every cruise line. No one seems to understand I'll never buy a cruise in my life because I get paid to go on a cruise. But somehow I got on a mailing list, and they keep sending me more and sending me more. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Royal Caribbean, by the way, is doing very well, and their stock does better than anybody. And now, Jason says, we're going to be looking at with CLIA at more decarbonization and sustainable growth. And it kind of makes me smile because Royal Caribbean is the most fined for environmental violations in the industry, hands down. They A few years back, the largest environmental fine ever ever put against the cruise line, what's the word I want? Levied against the cruise line, went to Royal Caribbean. But now they've all had a come to a come to sustainability moment. I wasn't going to use the Lord's name there. They had a, a come to the paper straw moment. That's what we should. A come to the glass bottle moment. They're all wrapping their heads around saving the planet by Tuesday by liquid natural gas and all these other things. And at the end of the day, the other side of the earth is a freaking disaster. Here's a, a story with a headline, close the barn door after the cow got out. You, ever, you all heard that? This has to do with the Blue Lagoon Company. The Blue Lagoon Company, they're, they're, they've reopened now. It's been two months since they capsized one of their uh, double-decker ferries going to Blue Lagoon Island. Just capsized it, partly because of rough seas and partly because the captain thought he was uh, doing Daytona 500 and made a very, very quick maneuver and uh, pitched it over. And unfortunately, a lady um, a lady passed away. They never did say how, why. She was 74, 75 years old. It could have been just shock from knowing that I don't swim, I don't have a life jacket on, and no one knows what the hell they're doing. But now, after uh, two months of review of policy, staff training, marine fleet maintenance, and other protocols, they're going to restart now. No Nothing here in the article about, by the way, they're out of Paradise Island in the Bahamas or Nassau in the Bahamas. No no uh, word here as to whether or not um, any of the cruise lines are going to use them yet. Uh, we've all done those tours in the Caribbean, and you wonder why the hell you got on the boat. You really wonder. There's and Now, according to this article, the Bahamas Port Authority has approved the restart of this. And they've undergone a variety of undergone a variety of inspections and reviews of its fleet of vessels, excursion policies, staff training protocols, and other safety upgrades. Yeah, close the barn door after the cow got out. Would I get on that? No, 
not in a million years. Would I have gone anyway? No. But people, especially first-time cruisers, we could be lambs to the slaughter because we assume because the cruise line is selling it that someone must have looked at it. And now all of a sudden, because it fell over, you know, Royal Caribbean has not announced they're going to sell it again. There will be a little while. They'll let it all fester, and we'll see what happens from there. Who doesn't want a little croissant with their cocktail? That's what I'm thinking. I got this story from Len. Norwegian Cruise Line, I have to be careful here. I have to stay on brand. On the new ship, the Prima, they have a bar called the Metropolitan Bar, and they feature drinks made from leftover stuff around the ship, including leftover pastries from breakfast. It's called the Croissant Mai Tai. I, uh, you know what? I have to stay on brand because otherwise I would say I don't even know if I want the croissant at breakfast, let alone later on stuck in a Mai Tai, but very popular now. It's made with uh, Brugel rum, not Brutal rum, Brugel rum, Cointreau, and lime juice. As cruise lines work to reduce food, food waste, I should say, the ma- <laughs> instead of throwing the food out, they're putting it in the cocktails. Instead of throwing them in the garbage, we find another way to make great cocktails with them. Really? Really? I have a bartender's handbook somewhere in this room. And I'm going to look up the, the latest version of the Gimlet, which involves vodka, roses, lime juice, and someone's banana peel. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about today. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I really don't. But anyway, the Metropolitan Bar also places an emphasis on sustainability with their own. They they have their own brand of gin, beer, and Prosecco, uh, and it's all made from organic farming processes and proceed. They're killing us with this, aren't they? Am I on brand by saying that? They're just killing us. Can we just have a vodka and tonic? Can we just have a gin and soda? Can we just go? No. According to this article, the the line offers a sale and sustain cocktail-making classes where you bring your own scraps, and they'll tell you how to make something out of it. And I shouldn't go to this thing, but I have to go to this because so many of our uh, of my listeners are, are with Oceana. Uh, they have the prices here for the drink packages on Norwegian Cruise Line. The unlimited open bar package starts at $109 per person per day. Man, you have to drink a lot to get even. That should come with a new liver. If you want the premium plus package, it's $138 per guest per day. That is more than the cruise cost per day. Wow. I mean, the cruise, you can get probably a buck 19, but if you want the drink package, it's a little bit more. Maybe that's where the money is. According to this article, uh, Norwegian has not measured how much food waste they're using. They're looking into that now. No one's bothered to count the peels. And if you ever count your peels, sometimes that can be shaky. On Friday's podcast, I did mention, I believe it was Friday, a analyst for T.D. Cowan, 
That's a Canadian operation. Uh, her name was Helene Becker, and she threw Spirit Airlines under the bus, so to speak. If you can throw a plane under the bus, by making the statement that she feels they'll end up because of the failure of the JetBlue merger, they'll end up uh, liquidated. They'll go through Chapter 7, then 11, and they'll be liquidated. Well, it didn't take long before Spirit fired back, and they said, this is hogwash, because that's what you say on Wall Street. Those are the big words you use. They said it's hogwash, uh, that they have a reorg- they have a reorchestration, redoing the debt. They have a bunch of debt due, um, and they're redoing that, and they just had a lease-back plan. I mentioned this story. I know you don't care about it financially, but I know so many people would be heartbroken if, Steer- if Spirit Airlines went out of business. <laughs> Only the people that work for Spirit would be heartbroken. Well, we can thank the judge, the judge that would not allow JetBlue and Spirit to merge. Now, I understand in reading that uh, JetBlue might actually start to uh, take that judge to court and appeal it because there wasn't any reason not to let them merge. It's one little cruise, one little airline, just it's the little airline that could trying to stay alive. And the only way they could stay alive is probably through this merger. And if this lady is correct and they end up liquidated and everybody loses their jobs, what did that accomplish, Your Honor? Uh, May it please the court. And let's go on from there. Uh, Be careful when you open the overhead. You like these? I write these myself. It takes me hours. Be careful when you open the overhead. They always say that. Be careful when you open the overhead. Uh, your luggage might have shifted during landing. Or if you happen to be on an Air Asia flight, you could see a snake in there. It turns out there was a live snake. This is the second time they've had a live snake in the overhead on an Air Asia flight. Uh, and according to the article here, chaos erupted. Uh, on the flight when someone opened it up and there was a snake in there. And, of course, somebody screamed snake, just like you scream fire in a crowded building, and everybody was going crazy because a snake in a, you know, in a plane could be a little bit disconcerting. And according to the head of corporate safety for Air Asia Thailand, his name is Pao Pumpuang. I'm not making it up. It's P-O-O-M-P-U-A-N-G, Pumpuang. Uh, that's, I think that's all something, you, uh, a pickleball move too. Yeah. Uh, you stand there. I'll be over here. I'm going to hit you with a pum poing and we're going to win this match and we'll go have a beer. Uh, he said, spotting a snake on your plane is still a very rare incident. And Air Asia crew are well-trained to handle the occurrence of this nature and relocate it. They move the passengers away from the, uh, the snake in the over. Where do you move them? It was a plane not full. Everybody in the back. We have a snake in the front. Um, and somebody says, no, nah, I'm not doing that joke. There would be a lawyer joke. Tell me, let it go. According to the article, as per standard procedure, the under the aircraft underwent a deep clean and fumigation before resuming operations. Now, here's the part of this. I was sent this story, and it looked interesting. As you read the story, one of the flight attendants took a plastic water bottle, I guess cut the top off it, opened up the overhead and tried to... The snake was about three inches. <laughs> I'm not touching that either. Fill in your joke. The snake was about three inches. That's all I'm going to do with that. Uh, and it wasn't that big a deal, but when they got done pumping it through the social media, uh, I'm not ever going to sail that airline because they have snakes. Here's another story that's boring on a Monday. 
The story is entitled "Got Our Anything to Get Our Name in the Paper." It's a get our name in the paper story, and it's about Virgin. Virgin Voyages, I like to talk about Virgin because they're not doing well. And I don't have facts to back it up, but it's not necessary. It's a podcast. It's not really a mainstream television. Then again, they don't need facts either. Uh, they're doing anything to fill the ships. You know, they have four. Only three are actually sailing. One is parked right now. And they're not sure. That's a brilliant lady. And they're not sure when they're going to bring it out. Um, it was supposed to come out at the end of 23. Now it'll be sometime 24. It might be 25. Why is that? Because they don't have enough people to fill it at this point. Way too many, four at once, way too many. But the pandemic caused that. They were supposed to roll out one after another. This is a cruise line that doesn't understand the business. They do, but they don't want to. They want to reinvent the business by putting sex kits in the suites and, and having a, a tattoo parlor on board and all kinds of really weird stuff. But the problem is you need a lot of weird people to fill the ships. It's adults only. They have stories circulating about people putting the upside-down pineapple stickers on somebody to see if they're swingers. They really have a problem. So now they're coming out with something called the Fair and Flexible Fairs Campaign, and that's why I call it Let's Get Our Name in the Paper Story because all they're basically saying is with the Fair and Flexible Fairs campaign that you can make some changes and they won't penalize you. And they're reminding people, even though they're overpriced, if you look at a l lower priced uh, cruise line and then start adding in the costs uh, of the things they give you, they're not as overpriced as they you think they are. Now, that's the job of the travel planner. This story shouldn't be published. This should just be told to the people selling Virgin. Remind everybody, uh, for the price, you get this. You know, on Oceana, this is not the, a low-end cruise line. But when you get on board, everything excluding liquor, and now even liquor is included at some points, is included. And that includes all of your cappuccinos and your homemade ice cream and our terraces in the back well, we don't call it the buffet, it has lobsters and lamb chops and, and sushi and strip steaks. I mean, the food's amazing here. That's what this cruise line is known for, food. And the travel agents and planners tell people that. Look, you're going to pay a few more bucks, but you're not dropping $65 at the steakhouse in Celebrity, and then you don't even like the steak. It's all included. And on the bigger ships, there's a lot more included. Well, we all know that. We're in the business. This guy, John... Diorio, who's the vice president of North American Sales, who, of course, has the uh, alfalfa haircut, you know, where it kind of goes to a point to look. He's about 45 years old, and he's trying to act 25 years old. His outfit is very hip. That doesn't get it done, John. Nice outfit, but the bottom line is it has to be what's going on in the ships. If you're having trouble, you have to remind everybody how much we're going to give you, including a bar tab and a kiss in the cheek. You better look inside, which is, means what's happened on the ship on the outside. So the brilliant lady maybe comes out in 2024, maybe not. Maybe not before 2025. You know, it's expensive to keep a ship in wet dock. It's just sitting there. But, you know, and Richard Branson has admitted no more money. He's not putting any more money into it. He's going out to find more investors who want to buy into this revolutionary product. They don't claim to be in the cruise industry. They want nothing to do with the traditional cruise industry. This thing. Tradition! Everything they do is different than 
anybody else has ever done it. And it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to build up that following one tattoo at a time. I do wish we could chat longer. Yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm not even looking at the time. I don't think we went 30 today, kids. We're short. 27 and change. But then again, I have two minutes to fill here. If you're a first-time listener, don't judge it by today's podcast. Sometimes it goes like that. There are very good stories here. Tomorrow, ho, ho, ho. Sound like uh, Maurice Chevalier there. Ho, 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 little girls. No, that's Bill Clinton. Oh, shut up, Tom. Don't even go there. What is wrong with you? You're out of your mind. There's nobody here. See, I can say this stuff at the end. I know the people that wait... There's only about a dozen people listen to the entire podcast. So, and I know they would laugh. The, the rest of you, you're long gone. You have no idea what you missed. Thanks for the likes, the shares. A lot of shares. I know the audience is growing organically like mold, as I said many times. Uh, the mailbox is pretty full. Uh, I only used three of the stories from the mailbox. I'll have three more tomorrow. And s- some commentary, because that's what this is about. It's all the news of the cruise and travel industry and a little commentary. And sometimes a joke or two. And sometimes I push it. But I'm pretty confident today because my shows on board were very well received. So at least this job is not in jeopardy. And besides, who's going to tell me not to do the podcast? Except me. Maybe the duck. Tomorrow we're in... uh, Honolulu. Honolulu tomorrow. Today we're in Kawawili. Something with Willie in it. And then after we're in Honolulu, then we have five sea days in the South Pacific. Give me a gun. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 